this morning, uh, as many of y'all have heard me in the past, I like to give it the way the Lord gives it, gives it to me. And whatever he says, that's what I'm trying to present to everyone else. So this morning, I got a message that, you know, I don't understand why the Lord's laid this message on my heart this morning. But he's laid it there. He wants me to present it. I'm going to present it. And I hope that each and every one of us gets something out of it this morning. As I know that it has already just touched my heart and has given me something. This morning, we're going to turn over in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And that's a unique chapter because it talks about spiritual gifts. But we're not going to discuss these spiritual gifts this morning. We're going to discuss what it goes on to say. If I had a title for this morning's message, the title would be One. O-N-E. One. Or I can even go on and say One Bible. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning is One Bible. So as we prepare, I'd like us to go to the Lord in prayer and just ask Him to just anoint this time this morning that it will open our hearts, that it will open our minds, and that we will be able to receive what He has in store for us here this morning. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, I come before you this morning, Lord, as I've already been just calling out to you this morning, Lord. I am so, so just unworthy to stand before my brothers and sisters this morning to proclaim this word, but Lord God, you've made me worthy by giving me your son Jesus Christ, and, and Father God, you have adopted me into the family. Father, I just pray this morning that you'll be with each one of us, Father, that, that this morning that you'll open our hearts, open our minds, Lord God. Father, may the words that will be spoken here this morning, may they be your words, Lord, and Lord God, we know that when your word is proclaimed, when your word is preached, Lord God, that you tell us it will never return void. So this morning, I just pray, Father, that you would just be with us, anoint this time, Lord God, that you may receive all the praise, honor, and glory, and it's in Jesus' sweet and holy name I pray, amen. This morning, like I said, we're going to be in First Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to do a little bounce around this morning, so bear with me as we go through it. But I'm going to start in verse 12 of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to read. And the word says, For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that body want or one body, being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. And whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were not, where is the hearing? If the whole body hearing, where is the smell? But now, hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, and it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where would where were the body? But now, are there are they many members, yet but one body? And I cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body... 
which seem to be more feeble are necessary. <clears throat> and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism or uh, separation split in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. One member is honored, all members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and the members in particular. So, <clears throat> this week I've been studying and preparing and this this verse has kept coming up, or this theme has kept coming up to me, and I want to read some more about it here in just a little bit when we switch over to Ephesians briefly. But, like I said, this, this chapter is talking about spiritual gifts, and it's talking about how some are called to preach, some are called to, to teach, some are called to speak in tongues, some are called to lay hands on for healing, and he's talking about all these spiritual gifts. But then he goes on to say that there is no one gift any greater than the other. We are all called into one body of believers. We are all called. If you have heard the gospel, you received the gospel, accepted the gospel, baptized by the gospel, there's, then you are part of this body. Then you are part of the family. So as a member of the body, down towards the bottom it said that, that as a reading this morning, was that if the body is hurting, if one member hurts, the whole body hurts. And I think of, I don't know if anyone's ever hit their, hit, hit their thumb with a hammer. But I'll tell you what, I've hit my thumb with a hammer, and as soon as I hit that thing, I'll tell you what, I feel it all over my body. How about when, if you stump your toe? You ever stump your toe, and it felt like your whole body just, I mean, you drop to your knees, and your whole body basically stops. Working. Well, that's the way it is right here is what he's talking about. Is that because of one member, one individual, the whole body suffers. So that if, we're, if our sins, if our lives are not being led according to God's word, that as a body, as a member of the body, it's just like hitting your thumb. It's just like stomping your toe. That because of that little instant, a big toe, when it's stomped or, or something... A leg gets broke. How it can ruin the whole body. How it can just take and, just, and, and, and cause the body to not be affected. The same thing goes in way with our sin. If our sin enters in, if we have unrepentant sin in our lives, if we have unconfessed sin in our lives, then what ends up happening is it makes us unaffected. So therefore, I can't come to you and ask you to pray for me because there may be sin in your life that you've not confessed. I know that when there's unconfessing in my life, and I'll be honest with you, if you come and ask me to pray, I will tell you, I will pray for you. But if I have unconfessing in my life, I can't reach the Father. The Father will never hear my prayers as long as I have that unconfessing. But as soon as I have confessed that sin, then my prayers are heard by His ears. Same thing, it enters the body. But here's the other part of it, that when the body is right with God, when your life is right with God, it says that we are honored. That that individual is honored, we are honored. So your prayer is heard by God, which my prayer 
churches, in, in religion. I'll say religion because it, it's more than just that relationship with Christ that gets in the way of everything that goes on. Because if we just focused on that relationship and not the religion part of the religious part of it, we would all be better shaped. The world would be in a better shape because our eyes would be focused on Him. But so often we get focused on the religion, the act of worship, and so forth. So with that being said, it doesn't matter. And I'm going to read over first, still in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse, let me get to it. <clears throat> verse 12 says, Now this I say that every, every one of you says, I am of Paul, and I am of Paulus, and I am of Cephas, and I am of Christ. It goes on to say, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. For while one saith, I am a Paul, and another, I am a Paulus, are ye not wrong? Who then is Paul, and who is a Paulus, but ministers by whom you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man? So it doesn't matter what church you go to. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> it doesn't matter who brought the gospel to you. If I reached out to each one of you and I, and I presented the gospel to you and you accepted Christ, that does not make it no different than one of these ladies come up here and presented the gospel to you and accepted it. You were bought into one body because it's not us that does the work, it's Christ that does the work. And that's what Paul's addressing right here. He's saying it doesn't matter if Paul presented the gospel to you and you got saved. It doesn't matter if Peter presented the gospel to you and you got saved. It doesn't matter if Apollos. The bottom line is, it's Christ that does the saving. There is one gospel. There is one truth. That truth is found in John 14, 6. Jesus speaking said, I am the way, the truth, the life. That's one. As I said, the title of this morning's message was one. There's one gospel, there's one truth, there's one way to Jesus Christ or to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. There's one family. If you've been blood-bought, born-again, a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are part of a family. You are also part of a body. That body is a living body. That body is a body that will, well, it will fight for you. It will pray for you. It will love on you in times of need. It will be there for you. I know, as, as I've shared the last couple of visits that I've been, I've been going through a lot. My family has been going through a lot. But you know what? My immediate family is going through a lot. But I have my brothers and sisters outside that's in my family that, that I'm a part of that body. They're reaching out. They're loving on us. They're encouraging us. They're lifting each other up. The Bible tells us to bear one another's burdens. Well, the only way we can truly bear one another's burdens is if we act like a family. If we love like a family. If we become one with one another. That's the only way we can truly know our burdens. And I'm going to read over. Now I'm going to pass over to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4. And then I'm going to explain a little something else to you. But Ephesians chapter 4 verse 4 says, and keep in mind, I'm still talking about that one body. There is one body and one spirit. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, 
God has given me a message to spread. And that is that He loves each and every one of us where we're at right now. And He's willing to accept you where you sit right now. All you have to do is call out to Him. I'm going to be done this morning, so if we want to get a message or a song together. Again, I just ask you to search your hearts this morning. Do you want to be a part of the body?